as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. Real estate home market update. Craig Grove, friend of the station, checked in the other day saying, we got some changes taking place in South Texas, so we're going to make some time for Craig this morning. Craig, welcome back to KURV. Where do we start as far as major changes, the big shift in the real estate market thanks to interest rates? Morning, Sergio. Morning, everybody. Morning, brother. Uh, Well, it's it's just a dramatic change. I mean, you know, the last last couple of times we talked, it was going up and up. And, you know, you'd put a house in the market, get 20 offers within 24 hours. And now it's it's night and day the difference. And primarily the reason is interest rates. I mean, they've doubled since you and I talked about it last. Uh, well, I think they were rising up at about four and a half, five percent the last time we talked. But the time before that, we were at like three percent for a 30 year fixed. And now we're looking at six and a half, seven percent for a thirty-year fixed uh, mortgage. Have the buyers now gone to the sidelines? They're sitting on the benches, waiting for those rates to come down. What's um, you said? Twenty offers in like minutes or hours for a home going on the market. What is it now? Like two offers, three offers? Huh. You know, now, I mean, if the house is optimal for the market, let's say it's, you know, 250, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, newer home, you're probably looking at one or two offers in the first week versus just about anything under 400,000 was getting, you know, 10 to 20 offers in the first, you know, two days. So it's a significant difference. Of course, the numbers that you deal with the majority of the time is for Metro Brownsville and Cameron County, right? I know you probably cover the Valley, but your specialty is what you see uh, around Cameron County. So so much for Elon Musk saying, come down to Brownsville, buy homes. It's like everybody's waiting on the sidelines right now to, to see if they can buy homes at, at a cheaper rate, right? Well, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, we've still got a lot of outside investors, but right now it's hard for investors to make sense of a deal that interest rates of 7%. The rent rates do not, you know, cover the the carrying costs. So the the investors have slowed down, um, and then right now SpaceX is kind of in a lull until the next launch. Um, they tend to go up and down in terms of their, you know, recruiting new people. So once this next launch goes off, hopefully successfully, then there should be another wave. And those people don't care that much because, you know, like we talked about before. They're coming from Los Angeles, Seattle, you know, and the houses are so much cheaper that a 7% interest rate isn't that big of a deal. Realtor Craig Grove from Brownsville checking in because of rising interest rates. Major, I was going to say tapping of the brakes, but it's more like slamming, slamming on the brakes right now when it comes to real estate activity as we're looking at 65 7% for 30-year fixed rate mortgages. 
what would you say the ratio is, Craig, for Brownsville specific, because of the outside market interest, because of Elon Musk, because of all the investment prospecting, for every, let's say, for every 10 homes that are sold in Metro Brownsville or Cameron County, for every 10 homes, how many of those are investment out of, out of state, out of market investment, prospecting by investors looking at Brownsville because of the economic growth and opportunity? Well, we still have a lot of tire kickers. Um, in fact, I've got a guy from L.A. who is, is looking at a duplex, I've thought, but the interest rates are what is kind of hampering it. Mm. Um, you know, if you had asked me that, you know, six months ago, it would be easily 30, 30%, maybe 40 are out-of-town buyers. Um, 40 might be pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Right now, it's it's they're looking, but I don't see a lot of them. I don't see anybody really buying investments right now. Um, but they're still looking, they're watching the market. So they're definitely out there. They're definitely affecting, you know, call activity and stuff like that. But like I said, when, when you're having to contend with a 7% interest rate and a, you know, a seven or 8% market cap on a rental, you're just not going to do it because you, you can't make any money. Cameron County, Brownsville based realtor, Craig Grove, our guest on the construction side, Craig, what do you see as far as prospecting? building new subdivisions, homes. The materials are there. We spoke with a friend over at Mott's Building Materials the other day, Jeremy Smith, and he's saying the materials are there. The whole supply chain thing has pretty much been fixed. But what do you see as far as prospecting, building homes, subdivisions? Has that slowed down as a result of the interest rates? Uh, yeah, it has. Um, I think that's kind of nationwide and across the valley. Um, we definitely seen a slowdown, but a lot of builders were already, you know, heavily invested, you know, had bought multiple lots. So they're trying to build them out. One thing that's interesting is before a lot of the builders didn't want to pay any commission to realtors. Now they're marketing to us, you know, coming by, dropping off flyers, offering increased commissions. So it's a completely different ballgame than it was just a few months ago. Everybody who has inventory is kind of pushing the, the realtors to come and show their properties. Um, and inventory is not really the problem. Uh, we, we do know some builders who are, in fact, one very well-respected large volume builder in the Valley, who you know, I'm not going to mention their name, but they're basically pulling back pretty much. They're going into semi-shutdown mode for the next year or two just to see what happens. Not even, so, not even apartment but, buildings, not even apartment complexes for them? Uh, well, they they only do single family. Okay. So for them, they're they're just going to do they they're focused on a couple of really big high end properties where the interest rate doesn't matter for the buyer, um, and they're gonna they're gonna hold off on doing any specs or anything. Um, and then as far as apartments go, we had a huge rush of apartments all over the valley for the last few years. So I don't know you know if it's oversaturated or not. Um, but I, I don't think there's nearly as many in the pipeline as there were before. There's a lot that are, you know, entering those final phases that are getting finished. You probably see those up in Edinburgh and McAllen too. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Not sure. Well, it seems it's it's neither a, a seller nor a buyer's market right now, compared to you know a year ago. What would you recommend for somebody? Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say. What would you recommend for somebody who needs to put his, her home on the market, move out of town, you know, family, you know, business, employment issues? 
it's just a good time to sell. I mean, historically speaking, I know that sounds like a realtor talking, all right? But it's still a good time to sell. There are still buyers out there. Um, it's not crazy anymore. You have to be realistic. You got to get back to staging your own. Look good. You know, interview interview a few agents. Read their reviews. Find an agent who's experienced in your particular market and price the house right. Stage it. Have professional pictures done. Um, you know, you've got to be competitive again. It's back to, you know, old school real estate, not just throw it up there and wait for someone to come and run along. Yeah. But I was going to address your point, Sergio, of, of kind of stagnancy, which I think that's what we're all scared about is, you know, the only people that are moving right now are people who are uh, changing jobs. Uh, they had a death in the family. It's inheritance, divorce, something like that. Right now, it makes zero sense to upgrade or downgrade your property. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate your insight. From Brownsville, Cameron County, Realtor Craig Grove. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids to running errands, your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. Elizabeth Suarez is the director of aviation at McAllen Miller International Airport. So congratulations on the final, uh, the kickoff of a promotion with the Cowboys. How'd that go this week, Liz? We had a great time yesterday. Uh, it was a great experience to be able to uh, connect our our local Cowboy fans to Trayvon Diggs, one of the stars right now for the Dallas Cowboys. And it was just a great opportunity for us to keep talking about how we connect people to their destination, but also to neat experiences. The tales of the, it was a good day. Yeah, the tales of the Christmas parade, the annual Christmas parade in McCann. Of course, that also involves Dallas Cowboys. So might that in December be the next opportunity to meet some Cowboys yes. at the airport? Absolutely. Uh, we were very happy yesterday to announce our opportunity for all Cowboy fans to purchase tickets. Um, to sit in the McAllen International Area um, Skybox fan area. And um, there's a lot of perks to sitting in the area. Uh, they're up close and personal with Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, a few other celebrities that are going to be uh, on stage. And we've got a few prices, a lot of uh, Cowboy memorabilia that will be raffled off to ticket holders, as well as a giveaway trip to Dallas for a Cowboys game. And then each ticket holder will also get a customized T-shirt with our logos and um, some other fan noise-making material. Hmm. So we're excited to see all the fans come out for the McAllen Holiday Parade. Uh, Elizabeth Suarez, Director of Aviation at our airport in McAllen, they've got a marketing relationship with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, What's the official title? Official 
Rio Grande Valley Airport for the Cowboys, something like that? Is that what it is? It's the South Texas Airport of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, there you go. And uh, it's for a year, right? Or is it for a longer period of time? The contract. We're we we've got a up to a five year contract, but yes, it, it is evaluated every year. If they don't win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl, can we cancel? Yeah, it, please. We are the most positive fans, so <laughs> I will say that okay. we are going to win. It's not even an option otherwise. Okay, um, spoken like a true cowboy fan. Okay, looking at the calendar. Look at that, it's November already. Before you know it, blink and I two three weeks away. Here comes Thanksgiving travel. So what can you tell me, or what are the airlines telling you as far as booking, uh, bookings, and reserving those seats just for Thanksgiving alone? Or are they up or down compared to the same time last year? I don't. I won't get those statistics until after the holiday season. Okay. But what I do see is what the airlines have in terms of scheduling, and definitely the schedules are up. I'll give you a few examples. Okay. Um, the first thing is that uh, bookings must be strong. Because Orlando this year, typically it's seasonal, and we only have it in the spring, in the summer, and then in the month of December. They, they've kept it from October on, and so Allegiant is uh, making that route available to Orlando. And it'll continue through uh, February, and then it'll take a one-month break, and then it starts back up. So okay. it's almost, it will have been served almost for 10 months this year. It means that bookings have been very high on that route and that aircraft has been available. Um, in addition to that, we have um, Nashville coming back earlier in the season that wasn't anticipated. So we're looking at Nashville back in February. So that means that bookings have been pretty strong with Allegiant. Um, and that's good information for us. Um, on top of that, we see that load factors are significantly up. Uh, that's a big deal for us, about an 11% increase in load factors. What does Some load factor mean in, in aviation terms? What is that, Liz? It's the total number of the total number of seats, how many seats were sold. So okay. uh, the higher the load factor, it means uh, the more seats and the more passengers and uh, higher yield at the end of the day. Okay. So just to give you a general idea, like carriers that are considered legacy carriers like American or United, a, a good healthy load factor for those airlines is anywhere above 60-65% load factor range. And in McAllen, American and United, they were at a 90-95% to 95% load My factor My goodness. Range. That's the average range. So they're exceeding what the norm is. Typically in our industry, what that tells us is we don't have enough seats in the market. Yeah. You all know the challenges that the industry has faced, and, and that has definitely impacted our ability to continue to grow because this market wow. is doing phenomenal. Uh, we continue to outperform you know, last year, every year. It seems like it's the same story. Right now, we're about 5% up from last year, which was a, a record-setting year. And that was up from 2019, which had previously been our record-setting year. So some of the COVID, uh, you know, impact and all the people that in a rush were returning to travel last year, that slowed down a little bit this summer. We're definitely starting to see some of those outliers not appear anymore. But as we're starting to stabilize, the numbers are still indicating an upward trend in performance from, from normal baseline years. So for us, it's a very positive time. Um, it's a very busy moment for the travelers as they, they're preparing. Remember, try to book as early as you can to take advantage of the best fares. Yeah. 
fares are going up. It is expensive to fly. But but do as much as you can to prepare ahead of time. Elizabeth Swan is director of aviation, McAllen Miller International Airport. At some point, with a fascinating average that you're sharing with us on the the butts in the seats, the load factor, and all these uh, legacy airlines, these big you know, traditional airlines, at some point that's got to push uh, those airlines to provide fatter planes, bigger planes, or maybe an additional flight. To, how long does this need to keep up for them to eventually do something like that? It, under normal situa- conditions where we don't have a pilot shortage issue, it, it would be something that could be addressed a lot easier. Okay. Um, I'll give you an example. Like on American Airlines, we already have five main, what we call mainline aircraft. Those are either the A319s or the A320s. You're talking about 144 seats. They've got the full first class cabin and um, and all of the amenities that we're used to when we're flying from bigger cities. Um, so they already are maximizing the aircraft that comes into our market with the pilots that they have. Okay. Um, but there is a major pilot shortage as an industry that is affecting all airports. Okay. And so I, I don't anticipate that being um, a solution that it has a short-term fix, you know, or a problem with a short-term fix. I think it's a long-term strategy that the industry as a whole is doing to promote that the industry continue to grow from an educational perspective, you know, yeah. talking to partners. And I'm really proud of all the partners that we have here locally. We met with McAllen ISD not too long ago. They've got a, a student pilot program, the university, uh, UTRGV and STC collaborate very well. We know that aviation is an industry that's, you know, in, in their minds, top of mind. So we're hoping to be able to continue to impulse um, an interest in preparing aviation professionals. Um, I do think that it's 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 such a co- interconnected industry that you know to get more seats in the market is not just a real quick solution. We've got to be able to have enough pilots to get those seats in the market for the coming holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that. The airlines servicing McAllen, real quick, Liz. What do you have? We've got American Airlines connects you to Dallas. We've got United connecting you to Houston. Then we've got Allegiant that's going to connect you to Las Vegas, to Orlando, to Los Angeles, and to Nashville in the spring. And then we have Aidomar, your only uh, connecting airline into Mexico with a daily service to Mexico City, Guadalajara, and Monterrey. All right. Liz, thank you for the update. Elizabeth Suarez, Director of Aviation, McAllen Miller International Airport. Your Houston Astros play here. And he drives this one up the middle. That's a base hit. Catch Astros baseball action all season long on News Talk 710-KURV. Deep to left field. Kiss it goodbye. Every hit. Every home run. First pitch and he drives it. Left field. Good one. It's out of here. Astros baseball is powered by FNT Valley Motorsports, Riverside Development Services, MissionIncredible.com, and News Talk 710-KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. In the event there's a tropical system in the Gulf of Mexico churning this way, you want to keep it tuned to 710 KURV. Stay informed during hurricane season. 
Tropical Coverage 2022 on air and online at KURV.com. Made possible by Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC, Vega Roofing, McAfee Insurance, and Elephant Building Materials. I understand that in Hidalgo County, they've got to deal with Willacy County for some detention space. Our Hidalgo County Judge Richard Cortez joining us right now. Judge, uh, tell me about the price tag on this detention space. And sidebar question, is this the same type of agreement that we had at one time with, I I believe, Cameron County in renting, leasing some detention space? What can you tell me? Uh, well, first of all, good morning. Good morning uh, the sir. answer it's 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 uh, not necessarily the same as what we had with Cameron County. Uh, here, we leased the whole facility from Willis County for 50 years. It has 558 beds, uh, and we think that based on the cost to construct uh, new uh, jail bed space. Uh, it was a very attractive uh, opportunity for us. Uh, we're happy that it was available for us. It, it helps us reduce the cost, and I believe it, it, it certainly helped Willisie County, uh, you know, pay off their debt and give them some additional funds for the general fund. So I think it was a win-win situation for both counties. How long did you say the lease was? Did I hear 50 or 1515? No, it's a 50. It's a 50-year lease. Okay, that seems like like a pretty long time to commit for a lease contract. But does this? Well, you have you have to see the lease itself. I mean, obviously, on the last twenty years, it's a much lesser lesser amount. Obviously, that was part of the our strategy is to determine what was the useful life of the Joe was going to be. But you always, uh, you know, prepare for the unknown, and this way we still had a, a right to use it in the event that. Certain things happen, uh, so I, I I think it put us in a position to be able to make future decisions based on better facts as we know them in the future. Does this make Hidalgo County the exclusive tenant over at that Willacy County detention facility? The five hundred some odd beds, or are those all for Hidalgo County? Yes, five hundred and sixty-eight. That's quite a relief valve for the local county. It's almost like getting a an immediate additional annex to the local jail. What, what's the capacity at the local jail, like 1,800, 2,000 people? No, we have 1,200 12, 12, 1, people, and okay. we're uh, putting out another 600, you know, throughout different jails throughout uh, Texas. All right, Hidalgo County Judge Richard Cortez joining. Yeah, Judge Tim Sullivan here. Just to clarify, so then um, Hidalgo County is now the new owner of that former prison? Is Hidalgo County taking over ownership from, you know, the, the private prison operator, MTC? No, we lease the facility from the entity that owns the facility, which is which is part of an entity belonging to the county. I see. So it's still uh, in, in, in... It's in, Willis County. Well, it's, it's the... Uh, the Finance Facility Corporation, if you will, owns it, and we lease it from them. Gotcha. You think this will then ultimately save the county money um, now that the Sheriff's Department won't have to be paying several other counties to take the overflow jail inmates? Well, 
our, our goal was our goal was was twofold. Number one, we were out of compliance with the jail standards board, uh, and we needed to get in compliance. We had at one time, you know, uh, about 180 prisoners that were sleeping in mattresses on hallways. Uh, so we were we were out of compliance, but we needed we needed to get in compliance. And right now, jail space throughout the state of Texas, uh, it's at a premium. Uh, all jails are pretty well maxed out. Uh, you know, Houston has a problem. Almost everybody has a problem. So it was going to be difficult for us to be able to go to Cameron County, Stark County, other counties, and file jail, jail space because they simply wouldn't have it. And of course, as as, as supply and demand hits uh, a, 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 a demand uh, situation, then the price goes up. So we were very, very fortunate that, that we found ourselves in this situation with Willisie County because the answer is yes. I mean, the whole, the whole idea behind this transaction was, was to save, to save money, save money on the long term. How did these negotiations begin in the first place? Uh, did the sheriff's department approach Willisie County, you know, seeing their desperate situation, or did Willisie County? It was, it, was, it was pretty much between the county judges. Uh, pretty much when when we learned that the, the jail was available, uh, it was pretty much you know judge together myself. Oh, okay. That that met and started formulating a. Uh, and, and, and agreement. Yeah, it obviously def- with, with the sense of, of the sheriff. Definitely a, a win-win because it's going to definitely boost the economy, uh, bring bring the Willisie County economy back with uh, those jobs and the tax revenue and all of that all of that stuff that they had lost when the when the jail shut down. Right. No, it was a serious situation for them, and you know what from the very beginning what I told the. Uh, uh, the, uh, the county judge said, "Look, it's got to be good for both sides. If it's not good for you, it's, it's not a good deal. If it's not good for me. It's not a good deal. So let's 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 find that that balance." Uh, I investigated, you know, their their financial situation is you know public information, so I pretty well knew uh, the cards. I mean, you know, he, he wasn't hiding any cards because I knew I, I knew all the cards, and and I think we all. Came up to, to a reasonable agreement, to a fair value for, for what we were doing. Uh, it helps them, and, and certainly helps us because if, if, if you if you divide the cost that we would have incurred to construct a new space, I mean, you're talking about multi millions of dollars, uh, and which now that's we don't have to do that. Rich Cortez is our Hidalgo County judge. We're talking about this new relationship between Hidalgo, Willisie County. Hidalgo County is going to be using the 560-plus bed facility, an old, uh, not an old, but a Willisie County detention center that became available and transporting some folks in custody in Hidalgo County over there. By when do we start transporting folks to Willisie County, that new facility, Judge? Uh, well, we have to get it. We have to get it ready, and and we have to have it staffed. And we are undecided right now whether we're going to staff it ourselves by employing, uh, you know, our our own people or contracting it out. So we're we're in the middle of making those those decisions. But I'm I'm going to guess this is going to take every bit of seven, eight, nine months. 
uh, before we'll be actually using the jail. Okay. And in government speak, that would mean <laughs> recalculate to about a year of eventually getting over well, there. Yeah. It, it could be, but still, even even with that wait time, uh, we're still way ahead because if, uh, if you look at the cost of construction for a jail bed today because of inflation, you know, the demand going up, uh, you know, glass going up, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, I hate for anybody to have to build anything today. In today's prices. Oh, yeah, with crazy. materials? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Richard Cortez, or Hidalgo County Judge, the price tag on refurbishment and upgrade and getting that thing up to speed, what's the price tag on that? Uh, it's going to be less, less than, uh, we think it's going to be less than a million dollars. Uh, there's still some uh, uh, air, air, air conditioning or, or uh, you know, climate control that we want to make sure that we have the necessary generators to, to kick in in the event of, of a failure. Uh, we are dealing with some roof issues. Uh, they had some roof issues in the past. Uh, they went out and, and, and got a contract and we think that some of the, the problems with the roof, uh, we're going to, we have a warranty for it. So that's really what's going to be, what's delaying, uh, us being able to move into is to get all those things, you know, taken care of. Is there a possibility that Hidalgo County might re-enter a relationship with Cameron County and use some bet space over there after that? I think that contract relationship uh, expired some, uh, some months back. Well, you know, we, we want to leave all options, uh, all, all options available, uh, because, you know, we have, we have no choice. Uh, we can't control the number of people that are placed in our jails. I mean, we receive prisoners from McAllen, from Mission, from you know, from all over, from all over the place, uh, and and you know we we have to accept them and and uh, so no, I mean we, we have to leave all options uh, open. You know that is one of the mandates that that uh, that county government has, and and more than half of our budget goes to. To, to the sheriff and, and, and the jail detention system. I mean, that's where most of the money goes to. And wow. then the other part, you know, goes to the, to the courthouse. So, right. you know, when people say, you know, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, well, you know, come, come and run a, a, a 370,000 square foot, uh, uh, judicial system with that many judges, that many people, that many people coming in, that much stuff needed. And then, the jail and, and, and law enforcement for the rural areas. Uh, it, it, it's a huge undertaking, and I'm very proud of our sheriff and the people involved. I, I think I think we, we're managing the best as we can. All right, Judge, thanks for the time. All right, that'll County Judge Richard Cortez. KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710. KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have a In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710. KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. 
Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. We extend congratulations to one of our trustees at the South Texas College System has received appointment uh, of distinction and going to represent us more of a, at a national level. Rose Benavides represents our star family community over at STC. She's one of our trustees. So this organization that you're now participating with at a, at a higher level, this Association of Community College Trustees, tell me a bit more about it, Rose. Why is it such a big deal that you are now at that higher perch overseeing college education? And then, of course, with the benefit of you being a trustee at STC, what it means for us. So absolutely. Um, so the association uh, is is responsible for representing more than 6,500 uh, elected and appointed trustees, uh, along with over uh, 1,200 colleges throughout the United States and and beyond. Actually, because they also cover uh, Canada, uh, the Pacific Islands, and and part of Europe uh, in this uh, organization. And uh, frankly, the the work of this board is to ensure that there is proper governance, a creation of public policy uh, that allows for um, uh, for issues that are important, uh, not only to higher education, but workforce development and economic development mm-hmm. uh, in all communities, uh, but more importantly, ensuring that there is uh, an opportunity to have direct dialogue with officials throughout uh, the nation, uh, in, uh, both the federal, state, and, uh, and local levels. So we're excited to represent uh, South Texas College and the state of Texas on this board, uh, but more importantly, uh, knowing full well that this will give the Rio Grande Valley a voice uh, in a platform uh, that many times is not available to um, uh, to our local residents. One of our trustees for South Texas College, our college system, Rose Benavides, my guest right now, she's been appointed. She's part of the leadership board now for the Association of Community College Trustees, that's a more national, and from what I hear, since Canada, some colleges in Canada revolve more of an international uh, point of view when it comes to community colleges and local colleges. You've been uh, an advocate and a supporter of economic development issues for quite some time in Star County as well, Rose. What can you tell me as, as far as opportunities of late that you've seen that have blossomed uh, in Star County? Uh, yeah, no, uh, we have been working hard to uh, finalize a, a commercial project that's been in the works for some time that finally had uh, a handful of new franchises, uh, you know, created uh, about maybe three, four hundred jobs uh, in, in totality now, several under construction. Uh, we opened our first Marshall store um, on Sunday and um, you know, finally have an opportunity to have uh, retail uh, and services uh, that primarily uh, had much of these tax dollars going to uh, other counties uh, now stay within this community in order to be reinvested uh, to increase and strengthen services provided to our residents. So we're excited. Uh, we're looking at multiple uh, renewable energy projects that yeah. will bring in uh, close to um, 
uh, half a billion dollars of investment into our community. Uh, and so we have quite a, a bit of growth that is happening, but uh, we're looking as much as we can to diversify uh, those projects as well. Ten four. I was um, going to ask you about the whole wind farm because that of late mm-hmm. has become, you know, quite a bit uh, of a economic generator, uh, job creator uh, there in, in Stark County. We, and Lord knows we got plenty of land to set up some more wind farms there. But the low-hanging fruit uh, on a more national, international stage, and I comment about this from time to time, Rose, because we have some terrific economic development entities that champion the cause of job creation and creation of opportunity here in South Texas. McAllen, firing on all cylinders, Edinburgh, Carlin, and Brownsville. Of course, Stark County, all the family working together. What? And with your inside knowledge of South Texas College, what needs to happen as far as creating a synergy or a marketing campaign to sell us as a region where maybe in the square foot rich soil of, of Stark County, and, and we got plenty of room anywhere, Cameron, Hidalgo County as well, where we can land us the low-hanging fruit, which would be these days you hear about Kansas landing a battery uh, factory, a computer chip maker up in New York, uh, maybe even lay down some more fuel pipe down to the port as we get uh, fuel coming in from you know areas west of us in Eagleford. There's got to be something we can do to, to grab some of this low-hanging fruit and job creation, sell the region, because South Texas College could train all these people if industry decides to come here. No, absolutely. And and it's funny that you mentioned that because, as you know, uh, the economic development world is a small world. There's a handful um, of, uh, of EDCs and directors that uh, we all know each other really well. We work very well together. Uh, we have been strategizing for, for uh, a long time about how to pool our limited resources and, and maximize uh, recruitment opportunities. And, and that still is happening. Uh, you know, we, we don't uh, we, we don't uh, work uh, in uh, in vacuums because we realize that we need each other's labor force. We need each other's um, re- real estate. Uh, there's a lot of assets we each bring to this region that makes us more viable for projects like that. And so uh, we're we're trying to get ahead of that. And you're absolutely right. You know, the college has been integral in being that component uh, for uh, what always seems to be a challenge to many and. Uh, uh, geographical regions in, in terms of uh, whether they have labor forces that are skilled enough for these uh, for these companies and, and these uh, projects to, to locate and materialize. And, and quite frankly, I, I think uh, we've been able uh, to illustrate and demonstrate to anyone that has invested in this community uh, that the labor force is here, that the skill sets, if they're not uh, honed in, can be developed, and more importantly, that they have a partner in South Texas College uh, to create and innovate if they need labor force uh, that, um, that that is in a market that has not been um, uh, tapped into in this region or, or that is new to, to the area. So uh, we, we don't have each other on speed dial maybe, but we absolutely uh, keep, uh, keep in contact and, and, and we're, we're working very closely uh, on a number of projects that, that range uh, within uh, this new, um, uh, this new innovative projects to uh, just you know standard manufacturing or anything that will create 
large number of jobs in our region. Your appointment over at the Association of Community College uh, Colleges, mm-hmm. how long is that? How long will you be at that high perch to be able to advocate on our behalf, Texas, and of course right. for all colleges? Uh, absolutely. So uh, it was not an appointment; it was an election. Okay. Uh, I was elected by the trustees in uh, in the can- uh, in the country. Uh, and it's a one-year appointment, and I'm actually the board chair of that governing board, so I will be the head of that organization for a one-year period. I hope you're able to get some good inside information, maybe get a a little a little plum of juicy information to help us maybe <laughs> open up something down here. We, we're we're, yeah. we're hopeful uh, we're hopeful to be able to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, we've been working hard uh, to make certain that we're able to. Uh, tell the story of this region that is ripe for the picking, you know, not to continue with your analogy. (laughs) uh, But more importantly for us, this is a way uh, to demonstrate that this area has uh, the ability to uh, to be spotlighted uh, in in a much larger level. So we're we're excited. We're looking forward uh, to representing this this region. But more importantly, uh, I think we're uh, more excited about the possibility of bringing more opportunities yeah, to our residents. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the conditions, the ingredients, they're ready. I mean, young workforce, uh, right-to-work state, a state investment just a phone call away for, with a state leadership that for the past several years has been willing to invest to lure big industry, whether it's medical production, pharmaceutical, batteries for electric vehicles or computer chips for that matter. I think we can finally get some of that low-hanging fruit if we work together. Rose, congratulations, and thanks for your time today. All right. Thank you, Sergio. With our South Texas College System, Rose Benavides. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Potomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radiopotomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.